I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ty, joining our family is something that um, uh, we're excited about. He's been a, a priority uh, for us for some time and, and, and a young guy that, uh, that we feel um, fits everything that we're about from our culture to uh, the style of play, uh, terrific, terrific family, uh, comes from a, a, a winning pedigree. Ty is, a, is, is, is one of the most versatile players in this class. Uh, I think he can be the best two-way player in this class. Uh, you know, it was amazing as we, uh, you know, talked to young people in the recruiting process the one guy that they always thought was was the hardest to score against was Ty Rogers, uh, a young guy that uh, great skill set, great passer, um, and and defensively is just a he's just a dog. He's got he's a he's a pit bull when it comes to uh, taking pride in that end. And and I've told him uh, all through this recruiting process, he's the he, he's the guy that I know impacts uh, at an extremely extremely high level. And and uh, I. I, I feel great about that coming to our program. Why only do one Ty Rogers podcast when you can do two? Uh, and that's what we're doing here today on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Welcome in. I'm Illini Enquirer publisher Jeremy Warner. If you missed our emergency podcast, where it was Derek Piper and I reacting immediately within the first hour of Ty Rogers' commitment, and eventually, yes, he did sign a national letter of intent with University of Illinois, a four-star commit, top 60 prospect in the country, uh, vaults Illinois from number 38 in the country to number 18, from number 8 in the Big Ten to number 4 in the Big Ten, so some updated rankings there from our original podcast. But uh, I wanted to talk more about him and get another uh, opinion on him, another evaluation on him, and somebody I've just gotten to know a lot over the last decade covering Illinois basketball, and uh, a lot of misses involved with in-state prospect there, but some big wins as well, is Joe Hendrickson of City Suburban Hoops Report. Joe is a fellow White Sox fan, so I've always had a rapport with him that way, but I've just always uh, appreciated his analysis. Uh, he doesn't hold any punches, um, and I, I think he just knows what he's talking about because he sees these guys as much as anybody. Uh, he talks with people in the industry, coaches, um, you know, the people around players, the actual prospects, as much as anybody. So I know Joe puts in a ton of work in evaluating, and he's got a great history uh, of evaluating players in state. So uh, over the last couple of decades, Joe is just a, a trusted source uh, up there, and he's done a phenomenal job. You can also read him in the Sun-Times, which I have a subscription to the Sun-Times, and uh, they do a great job with their sports section, especially on the preps where a, a lot of people in that, that town aren't covering preps anymore. So I reached out to Joe, and he was more than willing to talk Ty Rogers, who transferred from Michigan into Illinois. But Joe is a big fan of Ty Rogers and has been since before Ty Rogers transferred into Illinois. 
So I'll let you hear why Joe is such a big fan of him, what he thinks of this Illinois class, and just in general, overall, what he thinks about Brad Underwood and his staff's recruiting ability over the last several years and why we've seen uh, an uptick in, in production on the recruiting trail. So coming up next, he's one of the best in the business, Joe Hendrickson, City Suburban Hoops Report on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Illini Enquirer podcast. And this is one of my favorite guests to have. Uh, brings so much insight and uh, is just well-connected. And appreciate his analysis as always. It's Joe Hendrickson, City Suburban Hoops Report. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Hoops Report. And, and Joe, um, I know one of the guys just got to Chicago. But uh, I've talked to you for about a decade about Illinois recruiting Chicago. And, and to get two in the, the same two-week period... Pretty pretty nice week for uh, Tim Anderson, the assistant coach uh, that's kind of led this, and uh, Brad Underwood, an Illinois coach. We count we count the guy that's been here a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Ty, Ty Rogers obviously, um, you know, moved from you know Michigan to, to Thornton, and and getting him and Mraz here. I mean, this is you know a, a big, huge um, plus for the program because I, I wrote about it a little while ago. You know, and no fault of I don't I don't blame Brad Underwood or the staff at all for not heavily bringing in Illinois prospects uh, over his short tenure so far because one they branched out on their own, uh, used their ties, and then two they there wasn't this depth of high major talent in Illinois uh, during his time there. So they did what they've had to do in, in terms of Ayo Desumu and Adam Miller, but then. There's just so much familiarity over the past four decades of Illinois basketball with high school talent that it's really hard to imagine a really good Illinois program being at its highest level without Illinois talent. And it's just it's unheard of. It's never happened before. So um, I, I just think this is a, a big shot in the arm recruiting-wise back in this state uh, you know, even though Ty Rogers has only been here, you know, a short time, he's still, you know, affiliated with Mean Streets. He's still connected to that program, an Illinois-based program. And um, and then Merez is – in particular, Jeremy, these two guys, I think, before Brad Underwood even came to Illinois and what, we, and what we've seen while he's been here, I mean, I just think these two kids fit what he's all about to a T. And, and in terms of – their intangibles, everything they bring to the table as far as a player, a kid, their toughness, uh, the competitiveness. Those two are, are I mean, Merez could be 
number one in that class as a player, but more importantly, he might be definitely number one with, with those characteristics I just mentioned. And then Ty Rogers, I, I love that kid. And um, he's a kid I got really, I, I was really high on as an out of state kid that you just kind of watch because you're watching Mean Streets, or even if you're just kind of watching, not paying as much attention to him, evaluating wise. Um, but it, it's funny when you see a kid from out of state that you fall in love with. Uh, you almost go overboard, or I go overboard yeah. with those types of kids, and I do even the in-state kids. And Ty Rogers was that kid in this class. I gotta ask why? Why did you fall? Why did you fall for Ty uh, Rogers? A little bit what what I just talked about. Uh, I think he's all about all the right things, and you know he played with big name guys like you know AJ Casey and, and Jalen Washington with those with that Mean Streets team and Cam Craft. Uh, the kid originally from Bubble Grove heading to Xavier, and and he just kind of fit in with ever with whatever he needed to do, whatever they needed wanted him to do, he did it. And that's guarding five men, that's guarding point guards, that's guarding on the wing, uh, that's that's making plays um, that don't show up in the box score. Uh, and then that competitive toughness that I've talked about before, he bring he exudes it. And whether he's getting diving on the floor or, or tacking the offensive glass, uh, getting his hands on a ball, whatever it might be, he just played the right way and he played so hard. And it didn't matter who was watching. It didn't matter if college coaches were in the gym or not or, or just, you know, a regular old AAU game. He was getting after it, competing every single time he steps foot on that floor. And that's what I think Illinois High School basketball fans are going to see at Thornton this year. And then obviously what Illinois is going to get. You know, he's a little rough around the edges uh, in a certain area of his game. You know, his shot has got to get better. Um, his range in particular, his consistency with that shot. Uh, and the overall skill level. You know, he, he's pretty good inside that 15-foot range along the baseline, off the wing. And he attacks the basket. He's strong, college-ready body, higher-level athlete who can finish and and make play some the ooh and ah plays that, that I think can kind of get a get a team going, get a crowd going. Um, but he still does need to really kind of refine his his skill set. How, how rare is that, Joe? Um, to to bring it every night. I, I know Brad Underwood. Obviously, all coaches are looking for that. But you know, when you're in high school playing all these games and AU games, like. How rare is that? Like, how, how often do you find that in kids? It's it's becoming more and more rare. And, you know, I think the toughest well, – I said the word already, but, but the toughest thing to evaluate is toughness. Yeah. And it is – real. I mean, they can trick you. They can fool you. They can give you some rah-rah, whatever. I, I just think it's really – and I'm talking more about the mental stuff. You can see the stuff on the court, but uh, you, you just don't know how freshmen are going to react – from the toughness factor, how tough to get through certain things when practices are a little bit more of a grind and tougher, when um, you're not playing as much, when the minutes aren't there, uh, when your role is diminished and you're not quite sure of your role, how do you fight through that? So, and there's no way of telling what a freshman, how they're going to react. And, uh, but as far as on the court, uh, like you just said, like I just said, it's rare. It's hard to find guys that bring it every day. And I'm not, sure what the reason is it's just a too cool for school vibe that i i see way too often now in comparison to 20 years ago and i don't know if it's i, I really don't have the answer uh, but it's definitely glare is definitely a glaring uh problem i see it in, in 
AAU and high school basketball. Yeah, social media could be part of that and uh, followers and all that. Well, yeah, and and playing so many games. Yeah. They're, they're playing way more games now, particularly in AAU, uh, than, than they ever have. And I get that to a degree, but um, Ty Rogers brings it. Yeah. And he's got the the mindset that that he is going to bring that every game and in and, and multiple ways, offensively, defensively, and uh, and show that on a consistent basis. Well, when Merez Johnson committed, I had to do a double take, uh, Joe, because I, I remember when I started in this industry and you were already doing this, like Tracy Abrams committed as a sophomore, like Ryan Boatwright committed as an eighth grader. Like it was a commonplace for really young teenagers to, to make these commitments this, right. this is a rarity, uh, and, and I know I want to get your thoughts on what he is as a player. But um, what was it like? Why is this one unique? Where Illinois was able to to close this one down, or Merez just wanted to get this over with? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, I think that's gone in cycles as far as you know the days of the Jeremy Richmonds yeah. and then Brandon Paul and DJ Richardson, and you know those were all pretty early, and and then we really did go away from that in, in, in recruiting and. I think, and I think it's been pretty well documented and, and publicly so far when Merez news broke is he, his intent was to stay home. And we, we talked about, you know, being tough and competitive every single game. Well, the whole staying home thing is, you know, I, I know Illinois fans don't want to hear this, uh, but I, I think it's gone out the window um, over the last decade or so. I mean, it, it, I'm, I mean, Merez proves it's still there. But I just those days of where everybody in Illinois wanted to play at Illinois, that just it's just not really there anymore. Um, I, I think that's big part of that is social media, uh, cable television. Every game's on TV. You right. can see teams across the country uh, on TV almost any given night. So it's not as if you know Illinois and DePaul and those schools are the only ones that you can see every night. So I think that played a big part, and, and that's not to take away anything away from from kids that still want to play for their home state. And Merez, you know, he talked about, you know, like his dad seeing him every game and and making that easy, making that easy trip down uh, to Champaign. So, I think that was, you know, the biggest factor in, in pulling the trigger early. Uh, that he found a a place he found that was comfortable, and that's what I want, which is to stay home. And I, you know, the, the question is, do you go? You rewind three years, four years ago, Illinois struggling. Do they get an early commitment from Merez? I, I don't know. I would guess no, because I think high-profile guys are going to want to see that you know proof in the pudding, and um, you know to, to commit that early. So, you know, I think their success these last couple of years is, is is resonated with these young players. They see it live. They see it happening. They don't know 2005. Uh, they barely know it. Darren Williams or D Brown. So. It, it, it is very big to have success, and I, you and I have talked about the, that very thing um, in radio shows and podcasts. Illinois had to win; they had to show, uh, and you only have a certain amount. You only have a certain window to do that in. Yeah. You know, John Gross won right away, did not win after, and it went away quick. Uh, Brad Underwood a little bit different, struggled early on, and now they're winning and. And, you know, knock on wood, they stay healthy. They should win big again this year. 
Yeah, Joe, I want to ask you too, like obviously the winning, um, Brad said, hey, we're starting to be sexy uh, again. And, and you can certainly see that in this recruiting class, the, the previous couple ones. But but getting Io um, and, and having him there in Chicago with the Bulls, like is there an Io effect? Like having someone that you can see that you saw succeed for three years here, get developed well, like has that had an effect at all? I, I think it does. I also, man – such a huge part of recruiting, uh, and I, I, I would be willing to bet it might be the number one thing, is getting guys to the league and having representation in the NBA. I know, I know the common fan probably doesn't uh, really jive with, you know, jive with that, but it's just facts. I mean, it's just what kids talk about, you know. I, um, you know, my my story, I just wrote on Ty Rogers the night. That's, that's, that's what he said. Uh, he believed that Illinois was the school that would best prepare him and get him ready for the, and specifically said the NBA and, you know, whether Ty Rogers in the NBA, I don't know, you know, but um, the point is, you know, having a player, uh, you know, IO in the NBA, particularly playing locally. And then you add on the fact of IO who he is as a person, um, you know, he's well-connected, well-liked in the city uh, he's embraced by the public league. Uh, and I think that extends beyond the public league now because obviously he had started Illinois. So, yeah, I, I, it's a no question um, that the success that Iowa has benefits Illinois. There, there's no doubt. And Illinois is, is short on NBA talent. And the more you have, the, the you know, you look at Gonzaga now. I mean, now they, the last decade or so, have been churning out the NBA players and now all of a sudden, now they are able to get the Suggses and the Holmgrens, guys they weren't really in on even before, even though they had all that success. So, yeah, kids see it. They they, they want to be um, in the best situation for them to prep them for the pros. And, Joe, Merez Johnson, it's weird to get a scouting report on a sophomore who hasn't even really started his sophomore season yet. But, I mean, obviously a lot of schools like what they've seen already with all the, the high major offers he has. What does he bring to the court, and, and how much more do you think he can grow before, you know, 2024 he's he's putting on an Illini uniform? Yeah, that, what you just said right there at the end is what I get excited about. I just think he has just so much upside left in him. I, I think a lot's untapped uh, in terms of his development as, you know, and I go to the skill level because a lot of the intangibles are already there, which sometimes you don't see in young players. That develops over time and maturity and with Merez, I mean, I, I was just at in October at uh, the Pangos uh, All-Star Camp, and I remember tweeting about it, just saying it, it goes back to what I said about Ty. It didn't matter that there was no college coaches in there. It didn't matter. It was just ragtag basketball. He was attacking. He was getting on the glass. He was running the floor. He was encouraging um, even some teammates that he didn't even probably know that were on his team because they're just thrown together. Uh, so that part jumps out at you. But then there's that, you know, he's got the athletic and the physical attributes that are high major. He's 6'8", uh, might still be growing a little bit, could end up a 6'9", versatile hybrid foreman that you can you, – he'll probably down the road, not right now, but uh, you could probably play him at the 5, the 4, some 3 uh, in time as a skill level develops. So his versatility with those physical attributes and his – um, you know, his, again, I keep going with that toughness, that competitiveness that he brings. Uh, all You package that all together, and that's why he's a high major as a freshman and obviously 
uh, Illinois to be able to secure that early commitment, even though there was a bunch of you know Big Ten high major offers for them for him uh, early on in his high school career. Joe, obviously Illinois played pretty well the last couple of years, and as you said, uh, barring injury, they should have a pretty good year this year despite the loss at Marquette. That was pretty ugly with their big man returning here. Um, but they're starting to stack classes, right? Like we're seeing top five class after top five class in the Big Ten here. Um, and, and this one with Jade Epps and Sincere Harris and, and Ty Rogers, what do you make of what, what this class could potentially do for Illinois? Yeah, I mean, I think Epps is a bucket getter. He's he, he's he's a kid that, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's. I mean, I've seen not as much as him of him as Illinois kids, but I'm not sure he's as much of a pure lead guard as you would envision. But he he will go get you a bucket, and uh, so I, you know, I I just think again, you know, a couple of you know four star kids here, and then you know ties of four. Star. So you're getting like you just said these these classes on top of each other that college coaches always talk about in particular, you know, you know, you see these different recruiting classes and it's interesting to watch who's how many high school kids they're bringing in because of the whole transfer, because of the portal and, and immediate eligibility. Most schools don't want to lock themselves up with too many high school kids. Right. And, you know, I think Illinois is doing right now a nice balance uh, as well as like balancing out some of the classes and uh, and that's important too to look at so I, I just a lot is to be determined this spring of, of are we going to is it going to be just this mass exodus again uh, I suspect it will be I think it's going to take two or three years for this to cycle through for kids and parents and their people to realize Oh crap! I, I got nowhere to go. Um, so, and I, I think some saw that initially early on and had to play it out in the spring a little longer than even they anticipated. And I think it's going to take some time for people to realize that it's not going to be as easy as they think uh, finding the ne- their next home. But yeah, th- this class is important, obviously, because you want to keep that ball rolling while your name is hot. Uh, you, you know. I used John Gross as an example earlier, and I'll use Bruce Weber as as a prime example of it drying up quickly after that 2005 run when you did not capitalize, and that's that's why he you know he was out of there within I think three years was it three years later I think but uh, four years I, I you, you've got to maximize you just have to when when you're hot and you know I know it would have been a lot better if Illinois had got that Loyola win and, and advanced the you know Elite Eight or Final Four. There's just that much more buzz that goes with it, both locally and nationally. Uh, but right now, I mean, they're, they're on the right path to being a tournament team again. And because Illinois, they had some bad luck despite the success. The, the COVID year, not getting the tournament when they hadn't been in for, for a while, that was a crusher. Uh, you know, getting upset by Loyola in, in a Sweet 16, that, that, that was crushing. Uh, but, you know, there's, it's not like it was a one and, you know, one and done and, yeah. You know, it's a major rebuild. They're ready to roll again, despite what you said. Man, that Marquette game is awful. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be just uh, an anomaly uh, rather than the norm. Yeah. And I, I think they're poised to have a big year when they get Kofi back and, and, and keep that positive mojo going. I want to ask you, Joe, as somebody who's probably known him for a really long time, Tim Anderson this is a pretty good month for him uh, on the recruiting trail. Obviously, very tied in with the Mean Streets program, which is pretty good right now. I mean, 2024 kids 
loaded with guys. Uh, 2023, we haven't mentioned all the Illinois guys who are now outside of the state, but Illinois is very much in the thick of it with Jeremy Fears and uh, Kyle and Boswell, all those guys. Um, but Tim Anderson, what do you think he's brought to Illinois? Well, I think he's brought what Illinois assistants have always brought. And, and whether you think this assistant did a good job or a bad job or you know, you go back to Gross's staff with Paris Parham and what he tapped into. He tapped into his great relationship with Robert Smith and Simeon and got Kendrick Nunn and was his, their first recruit and then added, you know, you can say what you want, DJ Williams, um, yeah. you know, call him a bust, whatever you want. I, you know, but that's where they went, uh, Jalen Tate. So, I, you know, and then, um, you know, Chin uh, just went to his bread and butter, which was Mac Irvin Fire and Morgan Park, and was able to get Io and Adam Miller, and 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 now we see Tim Anderson a shift here, where uh, you know Mean Streets is is loaded. Uh, James Brown, the, the Saint Rita teammate, who's you know the number one player, six nine, six closing on six ten, plays with just left the fire to go to Mean Streets. Uh, so Merez plays with him you know, full time. I don't know if that'll they'll matter, but the point is um, there's a direct link, a direct, a direct connection uh, with that program, and, and Illinois has been able to utilize it. If, if they're not able to utilize it, you know, whether it be Tracy Webster or Paris Parham or, or Jarence Howard or, or Chin or Tim Anderson, then they're that, that's what they're here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they're getting paid what they're getting paid. So I think it's a big bonus and a big plus at this particular time uh, with Mean Streets. Yeah, Joe. Before I let you go, um, is Brad right? Is is Illinois sexy again? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I keep going back to. I mean, I, I hate to harp on the, the past and, and yeah, yeah, I get it. That loss, it, it just <laughs> it, up here in the Chicago area, it, it was a killer. I mean, it just particularly because it was Loyola and Porter Moser, and it just. It just was such a thud to such this great, uh, you know, run, one seat, all of that, and then just kind of poof, gone. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, you know, with the I.O., the I.O. thing was it was big for the state, the city, uh, and the success they had with him as the catalyst. Uh, it, they just, you know, again, uh, I just believe, and I think you probably do too, that they're going to be just fine yeah. as long as they stay healthy. Uh, Big Ten's obviously tough, but it, I, you know it'd be hard to imagine them not being in the NCAA tournament. So that's putting together three straight, you know, kind of headline grabbing seasons where you are in the forefront of, of college basketball and um, call it sexy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just think it's, I'll say it's more reputation yeah. than even sexy. They they they've an identity. Uh, they've got that which they were floundering and not having for quite a few years prior, you know, and, and I just think that that substance of winning in Illinois basketball and, and knowing what you're going to get when they step on the floor and, and what you're going to get from season to season is probably more important than being sexy. That's important. That's, that's well put Joe, Joe Hendrickson, city suburban <laughs> hoops report. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe hoops report. You can uh, read him in the sun times. I do every morning, get that paper in my driveway, Joe. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. Joe, thank you as always, man. Hey, thanks Jeremy for having me. Joe Hendrickson is the goods. Love having him on. Uh, I just think he brings so much insight. 
and uh, so much perspective uh, as well from his time covering both state of Illinois, recruiting the prep ranks, the AAU ranks, and also Illinois basketball uh, tangentially because Illinois has been so involved with so many in-state prospects. Some good, some some not so good. Uh, but uh, Illinois gets kind of back into the in the in-state recruiting because I would assume Adam Miller obviously were, were big wins, but uh, not as much depth in state here recently. And I've talked with J- Joe about this before, and, and he kind of hit on it today. Uh, I think it's been great that Brad Underwood has not relied on in-state as much because, to be honest with you, there's not as many Power 5 prospects, high major prospects in-state. You still got to get the the good ones or, or get your share of the good ones duke's going to come in and, and get the Jaden shoots of the world and you know other schools like gonzaga come in and get get braden huff but illinois was very involved there there were players uh for those prospects and to be able to get somebody like ty rogers and, and russ johnson now ty just got into illinois but that's still big because it plays in chicago circles right uh it plays in in-state circles and, and to keep them close to, to where they're from I think is is massive for Illinois um, but you don't go all in on them you know get Andre Corbellis, Kofi Coburn's of the world uh, in your program Coleman Hawkins is uh, I think we can start putting him into that category Luke Goody uh, RJ Melendez you go where the talent is but uh, obviously you want to keep uh, as much in-state talent that fits you uh, as possible close to home. And, and I think that's important too. They, they got to fit uh, what you want to do. You don't recruit them just because they're in-state prospects. I think Brad Underwood's found a, a nice balance of all of that. And uh, we'll see if Marez Johnson can help them get a pretty good class 2024. And then you also look at 2023 and some in-state natives. Kylan Boswell out of Champaign. He's obviously in Arizona now. Jeremy Fears out of Joliet. He goes uh, to uh, you know the prep school in, in Indiana, La Lumiere, but uh, obviously still a Joliet native, and, and that's his home. So uh, to be able to get uh, in on those guys, I think those would be in-state wins as well that we can qualify. So that's what's next for Illinois with its in-state recruiting efforts. Thank you to Joe Hendrickson, as always, for his time and insight. And uh, thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. It's been a busy week of these, and we got more. Uh, I, I know I'm throwing a lot of these out there, but there's just so much to talk about this week. Uh, Michael Tulip's going to break down Illini Hoops, what he saw in that Marquette game. I'm going to chat with him coming up this week on the podcast as well. And, of course, uh, Joey Wagner and I will be out at Iowa. And then uh, Derek Piper and I will be out at Kansas City for a crazy end of this November month. Uh, I always apologize to my wife, guys. It is her birthday month, and it is always the busiest month of the year where I'm – not as available uh, as a husband because I'm doing all of this. Uh, but uh, just tell her appreciator and I'll make it up for her. Watch the kids on certain days. Uh, trying to figure it out. But, man, it's a, it's a crazy month. She was just going over the schedule with me. And I don't get too far ahead of this, but I was just looking. I'm going to Iowa. Then I'm going to Kansas City, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun, obviously. And then you go to – you come home, Thanksgiving. Then you got Illinois basketball game. Uh, at home against Rio Grande Valley, and then Northwestern football game at home. Then two days later, Illinois has their game against Notre Dame in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I'll, I'll breathe in December. I'll sleep in December. Uh, but appreciate you guys uh, supporting us along the way. It makes this a lot of fun. What a week it's been, and it's only Thursday or Friday when you're listening to this podcast, so we got a lot left to go. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Give us a follow, a rating, a review. We appreciate whenever you do that. Helps us out. And as always, 
VIP subscription, VIP membership, just $1 uh, for the first month at Alana Inquirer, or you can get 30% off an entire year. Come join us on the site. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate everybody that has been a VIP member for so long. Appreciate you guys more than you know. All right, everybody, have a great day. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.